Welcome to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm Jennifer Jelliff Russell, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, bringing you actionable ideas and interviews with awesome women to help you pursue your dreams and achieve your goals. You can find more episodes of the Go Find Out Podcast by visiting gofindoutpodcast.com. Enjoy the show and go find out. Welcome to episode four of the Go Find Out podcast. On today's show, I'll be interviewing Sandy Walsick about how she got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and how she became an instructor at Acadia Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Ellsworth, Maine. Rather than have a sponsor today, I thought it would be great to highlight the Acadia Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu organization. With COVID-19 still lurking in the shadows, the gym is unable to have its regular classes with grappling and rolling since it's a very close contact kind of thing. But they are providing outdoor classes in yoga, which I go to, uh, striking, kickboxing, kettlebells, which, by the way, is taught by my husband, Jason. And they also offer kids Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is really cool. Um, But again, there's no grappling right now um, because they want to make sure there's no kind of contact between the kids. So if you're in the Ellsworth, Maine area, and you've ever been interested in checking out any of those types of fitness, now is definitely the time to sign up and check it out. You can sign up by going to AcadiaBJJ.com, and that's A-C-A-D-I-A-B-J-J.com to sign up today. Links are also in the show notes. All right, on to my personal update. So this week, my Go Find Out has really been kind of figuring out what I want to focus my business plan on. Um, I kind of have a lot of balls in the air right now. Um, I have, you know, my fiction uh, vampire series that I'm trying to finish the second book on and get that released out into the world and go ahead and start outlining, maybe even writing the third book um, so I can come back in a few months and edit and publish that. Um, But then I also have, I have some other, you know, works of fiction um, that I only have one book out of what is going to be a series. (laughs) So I need to get to that at some point. But then on the other hand, I also have the Evergrowth Coach business. I have a website. I do career coaching, resume writing, speaking, all that fun stuff. Um, And, you know, I I do really enjoy doing all that. um, And I do want to continue doing parts of that, but just trying to figure out, you know, what do I really want to focus on? I just released a book, you know, Cut the Bullshit, Land the Job. um, And it's all about how to get the job and um, allows you to kind of jump into any section of the process where you're stuck right now. Um, And that was really fun to write. And eventually I do want to write, you know, more books, um, maybe not necessarily centered around um, employment, but more around, you know, going after the things that you really want to do. But this week has really been me trying to figure out what I want to focus on next. It's not so much what do I want to do next, because I I have a lot of projects um, kind of waiting in the wings, um, and I have a lot of things written down of what I want to accomplish, but it, you know, it comes down to what am I going to do right now? Um, And what small actionable steps can I take every day to complete these projects? And I really need to get focused on exactly what it is that I'm going after next, you know, which project am I focusing on next, and then breaking that project down into actionable steps every week, every day, so that I actually do them and accomplish them. Um, So that's kind of what I've been focusing on this week is, you know, figuring out what it is I'm doing next, and then how I'm going to do it, and then also making it realistic. Because um, it's not really realistic to be like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to outline the book. And on Tuesday, I'm going to write the whole book. Like, that's not 
realistic. Um, as much as it sounds great to be like, I'm going to spend a whole weekend and I'm just going to write and I'm going to finish this whole book. Um, that's just, that's not how I write. Uh, maybe there's some people out there who can do that and, and crank out, you know, um, the word count to complete a book in a weekend. Um, unfortunately, that's not me. Uh, so, you know, I, I really need to sit down and figure out, okay, you know, how many, what, what's going to be my writing goal each day if I'm going to write this next book in the series. Um, and, and I need to be realistic about how I'm going to do that so that I will actually get it done instead of setting unrealistic expectations about being able to write a ton of words in one day. And then when I fail to do that, quitting. I, I don't want that to happen. Um, so that's kind of what I've been dealing with this week um, and sitting down and, and figuring all that out about what I'm going to focus on each day um, and even breaking down my days so that I know what I'm going to be doing at each time slot. Um, and, you know, I'm also working in uh, things things like going out and farming. So, you know, weeding things right now and figuring out the, our watering system. So, so that's kind of also happening at the same time. So I also have to work that into the schedule. Um, and again, not having these unrealistic expectations of I'm going to get, you know, 17 things done today. Plus I'm going to weed the garden, you know, plus I'm going to make, um, you know, an amazing meal to impress my husband, which is very like never happens because he is absolutely the, the cook in our household. <laughs> I can make spaghetti. Um, but yeah, so just being realistic, setting realistic goals this week um, and making sure that I I follow through on those actions so that I can complete each of those projects that I have in the wings. All right, so that is my update, and let's get to the interview with Sandy. Today I'm here with Sandy Walsick, and we're going to be focusing on her go-find-out experience of getting into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and eventually becoming a BJJ instructor. So welcome to the show, Sandy. Hi, great. Thanks. Uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, coming on the show and uh, doing a second recording because I screwed up on the first one. So, <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about yourself, Sandy? Um, sure. Yeah. So again, I'm Sandy Walsick. Um, I live in rural Maine. I'm from um, urban suburban New York, so it was a pretty big shift in my life to come up here. Um, I live on a small farm. I, I'm homesteading and I, as my full-time job, I am a forester. I work for a local land trust and uh, manage our properties. Um, I love life up here in rural Maine. It's a great place to be. Um, and I um, have currently a wonderful boyfriend and many wonderful dogs. Nice. Um, so I, I know you're an instructor in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I've actually taken one of Sandy's classes, which was really awesome. It was called, it was Girl Fight, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't pick that name, but yes. <laughs> it was really fun now. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, so I know you're an instructor, but how did you actually get into martial arts? Um, yeah, so I, I've always been an athlete. I've always loved sort of just physicality and moving my body. Um, but I, I'd, I'd always been interested in martial arts, but I just never really, you know, I did traditional sports and I never really thought about it as an option. I, I did a little bit of Taekwondo as a kid. And then again, in my early twenties, I got into it a little bit. Um, but it, it never stuck and, you know, whatever life happened and, and I never got into them. And then, um, a couple years ago, well, I guess it's been it's about four and a half years ago now, I, um, I just gotten out of a relationship and I was just kind of searching for something in my life. And I was really trying to embrace challenges and things that I was nervous about. And, um, a jujitsu gym had opened in the town that I live in and I drive by it all the time and see people in there training and just got, I don't know, I probably drove by it for maybe two or three months before I worked up the nerve to give them a call. Um, and then I, I, they said, yeah, come on down. And I showed up for my 
first class and um, been kind of addicted ever since. So That's awesome. I think a lot of people wouldn't be brave enough, you know, if they drive by every day and they would just be like, oh, that sounds interesting. But then when they would just continue to drive by and never be brave enough to kind of push themselves outside their comfort zone and go. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I was irrationally afraid of it. And I, you know, <laughs> I, um, I was, I was sitting the first class I showed up and I sat outside in my car in the parking lot um, for probably five minutes just to sort of work up the nerve to go in there. Um, and um, I'm very glad I did, but it was, it was certainly a little nerve wracking. Yeah, geez, I, I would definitely be um, scared to go by myself. Um, when I went to your class, I definitely went with a comfort blanket friend, if you will. <laughs> and, <laughs> if you I, know, just... one, I would have taken them, but yeah. <laughs> I did ask a lot of women when I first started. I probably asked four or five people that I knew, and nobody was interested, so I did but yeah. <laughs> but, that's, but that's so cool that you were like, I'll just do it on my own. Yeah, I was just, for whatever reason, I don't know what came over me, but I just sort of needed to do it once I decided to, so... So you mentioned that you had just gotten out of a relationship before trying BJJ. Was that the the catalyst for your decision to like go and, and try the class for the first time? Um, yeah, it, it was certainly part of the catalyst. Um, part of that being I just was, you know, had free time, was kind of floundering and needed some direction and some sense of community. Um, that was part of it. And the other part of it was that the relationship that I got out of wasn't a good relationship. Um, mm-hmm. It was sort of the second for me in a series of bad relationships that really made me feel pretty crappy about myself. Um, and the previous one before that, the relationship I was in was actually, it was physically abusive. Um, mm. Not, you know, it was nothing horrible, but there was two really bad nights um, where we wound up in really a position where I was very afraid for my life. And I never reported it to the police and I never told anyone at the time. And it was one of those things where I, I was so scared and so I, I had no sense of power over, over my own body or the outcome. Um, I was at one time sit laying on the floor with a, you know, 200 pound guy on top of me and I couldn't do anything about it. And it, it freaked me out. It really freaked me out that I was a strong, powerful person in my mind, but that I was just absolutely physically like had no ability to maintain my own safety um, in that situation. And so that was years before I did jujitsu, um, you know, five or six years before I, I got into it. But then I, I was in another not great relationship after that. There was no physical abuse in that one, but just, you know, I didn't feel good about myself at the end of it. Um, so part of the starting some martial art, you know, which wound up being jujitsu was, you know, I just wanted to mentally feel better about myself and be, I I really did want to be able to defend myself to some extent, be able to have some skills that like, should I be in this situation again? um, I, I will have something, some way to defend myself. And I, you know, at the time I didn't even really realize how possible it was. Whereas honestly, now, years later, after changing jujitsu for over four years, if I had been in the exact same physical situation as I was in the past, Mm -hmm. I'm 100% certain that I could have gotten myself easily out of that situation um, and removed myself from the situation just fine now, which is remarkable to think at the time I felt so helpless. And just with the skills I've learned from jujitsu, I now feel like I wouldn't have been helpless at all. So yeah. know that was going to happen going into jujitsu. I really just was looking for some way to feel 
more confident in myself and, and jujitsu really did, you know, it, it got me all that that I wanted. So. Mm-hmm. Would you say, I mean, you know, now hopefully you are in um, better relationships. Um, yes. I, I learned my lesson in so many ways. And another part of it is the jitsu. I just like, I, I developed so much confidence from it. And mm-hmm. a lot of the insecurity and the self-doubt and the like not liking myself that I had, like, there's other things that helped me get past that, but jujitsu was a lot of it. Just feeling physically capable, it, it translated into a sense of, you know, mental self-confidence for me that, that then, you know, then I could be in a healthy relationship after that with a wonderful person who, you know, yeah, my current boyfriend is spectacular. Um, so I understand that you, I've, I've been told that you have actually won a few competitions in BJJ or in Brazilian jujitsu. Yeah, I mean, I, so I've been in, I guess, three competitions. They're small local competitions, though. I don't want people to think that I've won, like, there's lots of, like, international IBJJF competitions in Boston and all that kind of stuff. I've These were small local competitions with 20 or 30 people in them. That's still awesome, though. Yeah, yeah, and that was very nerve-wracking as well. Like, I'm, I'm a naturally pretty, like, introverted and shy person, so getting out in front of everyone and competing, and it it's it's very scary. Like you're definitely, again, irrationally afraid. There's not too many horrible things that can happen except, you know, losing, right. um, which is not that horrible. So, uh, but yeah, they, they were great and I did well and you know, that's nice. So, um, but good experience. And actually that those competitions um, were where I met a wonderful community of, of women that do jujitsu. So in most schools are kind of like our school and that there's, you know, a couple of women that do it. It's maybe five percent, maybe ten percent at, at at a place with a lot of women in it. Um, so, in your individual school, you never really run across a lot of women. But the competitions, of course, like all the women come, and so I've formed a lot of friendships and gone and trained at other gyms and like um, gone to women's classes at other gyms. And and it's um, that was one of the most wonderful things about doing the competition was just meeting that greater community of of women that doing jujitsu. Do you have any mentors who have helped you to maybe like stick with BJJ? Yeah, um, I I mean, my biggest mentors are just the, the partners that I train with on a day-to-day basis. I'm in a small school in a pretty um, remote area. Um, so the, the guys at Acadia Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu um, really are my day-to-day mentors. Um, but that said, they're mostly men. And so it's been really cool that we do jiu-jitsu schools are kind of, um, it's great. You can travel anywhere and you can show a jiu-jitsu school and you'll be totally welcomed in and invited to train and everyone will just be your friend and it's it's pretty great so we've had a lot of traveling visitors from other schools and we have relationships with other schools that we go down there um and so there's been a couple women who've come and been really um you know inspirational to me there's a woman uh, amanda law who um she trains down i think in new hampshire um and she was sort of one of the first higher belt women that really got to train with um, who I was like, I saw this little tiny, you know, five foot tall woman just kicking guys' butts. And I was like, wow, like that's remarkable. And she's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was really inspiring. And she's a, a good teacher and she's super friendly and engaging. And so Amanda was a, she was just like a good thing for me to see when I was just getting started. And yeah, so she's great. And like professionally, there's tons of professional jiu-jitsu folks who are you know, you can watch our YouTube videos and, um, they're really inspirational. There's a guy Marcelo Garcia, who's, um, he's relatively small for a guy. So his, 
he's kind of for all small people that want to do jujitsu, you like watch his videos and learn these amazing techniques to overcome people that are, you know, twice your size. So he's been inspirationally in, in that way. But yeah. That's awesome. So Sandy, what habit has helped you the most to be successful in Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Um, I think the thing that has really helped me the most and, and far more than anything else is honestly just showing up, um, kind of having some grit as far as it, when you first started, it seems like this overwhelming thing. And like, it's so, how am I going to learn this? And these people are so good and I don't know what I'm doing. And just, just showing up, just putting in the time and being there and showing up and continuing to, to dedicate myself to it. Um, you know, I might not every day feel like I'm getting better. Sometimes I feel like I'm worse than I was, but as, as long as I just keep showing up and keep really putting myself into it when I show up, um, you know, it, um, that's been the biggest thing that's, that's helped me. And I think maybe the only thing that's helped me. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard you say was, um, you know, what was the worst thing that could happen? So do you find that when you are faced with something that puts you outside of your comfort zone, like going to the first, you know, um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu class and going to your first competition, is that maybe kind of how you kind of handle that fear of doing something new is like, okay, like Sandy, what is the worst that can happen? Do you tell yourself that or do you do something else to kind of make yourself go do it? Um, yeah, that's probably high up there of the things that I do. And it's, I feel like this is something that certainly gets better. It's one of the nice things about getting older is that those voices of doubt and like the fear about what could happen and like, Oh goodness, some of that stuff just by experience um, calms down and it doesn't bother me as much now as it did when I was, you know, 22 Um, as self-conscious. I'm not that worried about it, but, but still, yeah, when I'm in those situations, I generally tell myself like what a, what is the worst that could happen? And B, these people aren't here to judge you, you know, they're just here to have a good experience and they're probably nervous too. And there's, if you just, you know, smile and engage with people, um, you, you'll be fine and, and they'll appreciate it too. So that generally works for me. And I, I think that's good advice for people too, is especially if they're, like you said, concerned about what other people think and just remembering that those people are not there to judge you. They're there to have a good time as well. Yeah. So you mentioned before that you started four years ago in the B, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes. Um, mm-hmm. Now you're an instructor. So how did you actually get into the instruction side of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah, so it's probably about a year ago. And I'd, I mean, I'm, so I'm a, I'm a four-stripe um, blue belt, which is pretty low on the totem pole. It's, I'm not sure if I, it, you know, the ten, it takes about 10 years to get a black belt. Um, I'm only, you know, whatever, a, a little ways into that journey. And so, um, blue belts do teach. Um, I was a little nervous about it cause I just didn't feel like I knew enough, mm. but for me, what got me into teaching, um, a, we're in a small school. And so it's sort of like you use the resources you have. Um, and for us that are more experienced, you know, we can teach classes with less experienced people. And, um, we had been talking the, the owner of the school and I about, we'd have women that would come in and, do a class, maybe two, and then leave. We had a lot of the moms of, of the kids who would watch classes and say that they wanted to do them, but they just didn't feel comfortable um, engaging in a regular class. I mean, it, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, it's a grappling martial art. You're in very close contact with people and a room full of sweaty 30-year-old men is like, it's an intimidating thing for women to join into. And yeah. <laughs> so we do a, a women's class and 
the the owner of our school is a you know six foot three 230 pound man and so he didn't feel like him teaching a woman's class would be super welcoming and so he asked if I would be interested in teaching um, a women's class and you know we talked about it for a while and we tried a couple variations and and then yeah about a year ago we started sort of actively doing it so and um, like I mentioned before so I went to Sandy's class um the the all girls girl fight class um and and she's right it's 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 a lot of grappling it's a lot of like not her her whole class is is a mix um but the brazilian jiu-jitsu like part of it was a lot of grappling a lot of um they call it rolling right yeah jiu-jitsu is all um there's takedowns but it's all then on the ground and doing submissions and you know what the what what weirds people out about it a lot is that you are there is no personal space you are right up <laughs> in business and, um, yeah, so you're, you're training and then rolling is often at the end of class, sometimes not is sort of live action drills. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the fun thing about jujitsu is that you can do live action at, you know, full capacity and you can do, train like that and not hurt yourself. So if you train, like we train Muay Thai and kickboxing, if you do those things a hundred percent and you're, you're, um, sparring with someone a hundred percent somebody's going to get really hurt because you're punching each other in the head. Um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you try to put people in positions that make them want to tap. And then when you're in that bad position and you feel pain, you just tap and the roll is over. And so the risk of being injured is way lower, uh, of serious injury is is lower um, in jiu-jitsu. So you can train at a higher level. And I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but yeah, that's part of what's so fun about it is that you can really go for it. Um, and it's so my husband, um, Jason, goes to um, Chris's, your, so the, the person who owns the gym that you instruct at, so he goes to Chris's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class. And um, for a little while, he, because of the coronavirus, uh, you know, the gym couldn't be opened. Um, and so he was practicing on me for <laughs> many of the moves. So I was definitely learning, um, quickly learned that, oh, I have to tap to not yes, be choked yeah. out. Okay. <laughs> so that was very interesting, but it definitely, um, it seems like people who are at different levels can even roll with each other. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And the big thing about it, and I, I'm assuming, again, I'm not expert in, you know, other martial arts um, or jujitsu, but um, the thing about it is that you really have to trust your teammates um and so you develop a pretty close relationship with them because you are your physical health is in their hands and, and you are trusting that when you tap they let go of your arm or whatever they're doing and they have the same trust in you and so it develops a pretty um cool bond just because you're a you're so physically close to them and b you really are entrusting them with your health um and the people that are attracted to jujitsu and especially to our school which is i mean i've met just so many wonderful people um you know, and everyone seems to just respect each other and care about each other's health and, and really um, work hard to make everyone feel comfortable. So that's been huge. And I have to say, like, I felt very, I felt very safe when I went to the class. Yeah. Um, once I realized that I had to tap, um, then right. I, I never felt like, like scared to roll or anything like that. Like it was, yeah. um, there is the awkwardness initially, like you were saying yeah. before, of being just in somebody's close personal space. But once you kind of got to get over that, um, I, I didn't, I never felt unsafe. Right. And I think that's maybe something that 
um, and I'm, I guess I should just speak for myself as a woman, something that I was concerned at, about trying to go into, you know, a martial arts um, class and, and being like, well, what is this going to be like? Like, am I going to get kicked in the face? I don't want that right. to happen. Right. And that did not happen. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I just say that, you know, it's not people can get hurt. I mean, it's like any sport injuries happen with jujitsu. It's usually joint injuries, knees, elbows, shoulders, that kind of thing. Um, but it's, you know, it's a hard sport. It certainly can be. And I don't want people to think that it's not um, backs, ribs, that kind of thing. Like it, it can be very hard, but it's kind of most places it's, it's what you put into it is what you get out. So if you want to be really hard and aggressive, the person you're going with will respond equally. If you, mm. uh, you know, go lightly and learn the movements, the person will respond um, or should respond, you know, um, to that and, and roll the same way. So it's, it, it can be really hard and you can get hurt and everybody's, I've had many injuries in the last four and a half years, but you know, it's, you have to be careful about it and smart about it and reduce injuries like any sport. Mm, gotcha. What would you say, what would you say are some of the misconceptions about Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Well, you know, it's a little bit hard to say because I don't know, like before I learned about jiu-jitsu, before I went to that class, like I didn't know anything about it. Like I would have had no idea what it entailed. And so I don't really know what people, I think people watch, um, MMA, you know, fights and UFC fights and, um, those fighters use a lot of jujitsu. So I think people sort of equate those things together, but you know, jujitsu as itself, it's, it is just a grappling martial art and, um, it's, yeah, again, it's, it's a little hard to answer because I don't know what people think about jujitsu. Um, yeah, I, I know like before I ever took the class or before my husband ever took the class in my head, I was so I was always told, oh, you're a little person, Jenny, because um, I'm like five, five, two on five, two on a good day yeah. um, and like 100 pounds. And people would say, oh, if you want to take a martial arts, then you should definitely do Brazilian jujitsu because, mm. you know, it doesn't matter what your size is. Right. Um, yeah. um, and so in my head, I was always like, oh, I'm going to be able to like throw a big guy across the oh, room. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that, yeah. And I guess if people think it, that is something that is, you know, and it is true about jujitsu is that small people can dominate larger people. Um, you know, you have to develop skill and it's also strength. So it's, you know, skill is certainly, I mean, I'm, I'm five, four and 135 pounds and I can, I can submit men that have 50 or 60 pounds on me. Not easily, but you know, I, I do it all the time. And that's not bragging. That's just to say that the skills you develop in jiu-jitsu um, will allow you to do that as a smaller person to control um, and submit a larger person. That said, of course, like it's still size and strength definitely do matter and definitely do um, contribute and make it a lot easier to do stuff. And the kind of ideal of jiu-jitsu is that you use only technique and no strength. Um, mm. you know, everyone kind of acknowledges that once you're in a competition that goes out the window and you do what you have to, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but that, that is the ideal and the technique really is there and, and can be amazing. And I, I'd say that's probably true for most martial arts though, that, um, you know, technique will allow smaller people, um, to, to have a certain level, of, you know, uh, it, once you get a certain level of skill, um, you can dominate at least people that are, have never trained before. Um, it's pretty remarkable, and the owner of the gym likes to, when new people come, usually large new men come in, um, he will often make them roll with me. I will submit them multiple times in a roll. And it's, I feel like it's his barometer. If they can't handle that, like mentally, sometimes they never come back. Oh, wow. And 
ones that can handle that mentally and who like are able to sort of be like, Hey, wow, that's cool. This is an amazing skill. And not just like, I got beat by a girl. Um, the ones that can handle it come back and they seem to fit in and do great. And the ones that can't sometimes don't come back. So, But it also sounds like that's kind of working for the gym because you said it's such a um, welcoming place. And so the people who have stayed have been the people you want to stay. Yeah. And, and that also speaks to the like, you know, really trusting these people that you're with. Mm. Because again, you're like, I am. And any women coming in and in the smaller men, you know, you really are at someone else's mercy. You have to know that that person is going to take care of you and respect you when you're training together. And, you know, people that can't seem to self weed themselves out, you know, people that are, that have too much ego in it, or people that just want to be, you know, want to inflict pain on someone else. Like those people don't tend to stick around long enough for it to be an issue because they just, you know, we're just not that kind of a gym. And I don't think most jujitsu gyms I think are the same. For somebody who lives in like a larger city that has several options for jujitsu gyms um, or really any martial arts, I guess, do you have any recommendations for how they might be able to like find the best gym? Is it just kind of a trial and error kind of thing, do you think? Yeah, I would think. And again, I didn't really like, we had one option, so that's where I went. (laughs) And it's great. We do have a gym like 40 minutes away um, in a larger city, which we go to sometimes and train. But yeah, I I would imagine, you know, just, yeah, trying them out. Most places will offer, you know, one or more free classes, um, a month membership. Um, just try it out. Try the different instructors and see see what clicks with you because it is pretty. It's a pretty personal thing, and, and once you get into it, if you really get into it, you're going to be spending a lot of time with these people. And you know, gyms have different environments and different feels and kind of different vibes. And so, yeah, I, I would imagine you know, you just try a couple and find one that that clicks and works with you. Hmm. Sandy, what do you think that you would have missed out on by not getting into martial arts? Um, well, I guess, like, I wish I had gotten into jiu-jitsu 15 years before I did. Um, I, I, there's kind of different levels. I would have missed out, one, on just the sheer joy of the jiu-jitsu, and I can't really, you know, everybody kind of has their, you know, or people that are, their athletes have their sport and other people have their other things, but sometimes I think you just find a sport or an activity that, just speaks to you for some reason. And, and jujitsu really did for me. It's, um, if you have ever had a runner's high, Mm -hmm. uh, an amazing role with someone where everything is just flowing and it's kind of like this crazy, your body's just responding to what they're doing. And it's this beautiful, like poetry of movement, but also extremely physically demanding. It's just wonderful. It's like this wonderful high that, and that I haven't ever found in, in something else. And it's also one of those opportunities. Um, it's kind of like meditation in that you can't focus on anything else. You're so in the moment that the whole rest of the world just drops away and you are just right there in the middle of that. So I would have missed out on that, which would be very sad. And also, I mean, I know for me that I've gained a lot of self-confidence. I've just, the way that I look at the world and people and just how I move in it, I think has changed for the better. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I said earlier, but I've always been kind of shy and introverted and just like struggled with self-confidence. But, you know, I started to get out of that in like around the time when I started jujitsu and jujitsu is really just, you know, I don't know. It's really just sort of changed how I walk through the world um, in a wonderful way. Funny, I, I would not have guessed that you're shy or introverted or anything like that just from like, you know, going to your instruction and like seeing you at other classes at the gym. That's that's awesome that that has done that for you. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. 
So what advice would you give to listeners out there who are interested in specifically trying Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah, I mean, I would say you really have to just give it a try. And a lot of places, I mean, our gym is small and we have a women's class. So a lot of gyms now, I think, are trying to offer um, women's only classes and to really help people um, just get into it because it is it can be very intimidating. You know, something I think about a lot is that boys grow up wrestling with each other and engaging in really a physical way with each other and aggressive. And for the most part, you know, girls don't do that. Um, and so I think it's more foreign to us to engage in that kind of like adult play. So easing into it in a women's class really helps, I think, and, and people seem a lot more comfortable. Um, so I'd say, you know, if you feel at all uncomfortable in a, a class with men, look for a women's class. Um, if you have different school options, try the different schools out, um, see which one fits with you. A lot of schools, you know, bigger schools will have um, higher belt women. Um, chat with them, talk with them, you know. Um, something also is that there's, uh, we both do, we train in a gi, which is like um, a, a uniform, a big cloth uniform, like you might see someone a karate um, uniform in. So there's gi training and then there's no gi. And then no gi is just like um, shorts and t-shirts. People will have spats on, people will have like close fitting um, kind of nylon or lycra clothing on. Um, so gi and no gi, they're pretty different in how you move. Um, it's the same principles, but there's grips in one and not grips in the other. And, and a lot of women are more comfortable starting with a gi on because it's kind of a big, thick layer of clothing between you and the next person. Mm -hmm. um, also, as a small person, you have a lot more options with a gi um, than in doing no gi. So I'd say, again, if you are at all uncomfortable, starting with gi training is probably really helpful. Okay. Um, yeah. And there's just, it seems like even since I've started, there's a lot more resources for women out there who want to get started. So there's lots of stuff online and lots of women's classes and seminars. And, and also I would say that, so we have had um, two things, I guess. One is that we get some women and um, in class and I've worked with some women who have had um, traumatic experiences or something, some reason um, been in abusive relationships um, had, you know, anything like that. And that's kind of, I, I don't have a great, um, expertise on how to deal with that. For some women, it really helps to join some kind of class like jujitsu or martial arts. Um, for some women, it can be really traumatizing. So I'd say the case, like, um, you know, just take it really slow. And, um, if you have an instructor that you trust, let them know where you are, let them know that, okay, I'm not comfortable with anybody having their hands near my neck or uncomfortable rolling. I don't want anybody, you know, putting pressure on my body. Like just let your instructor know where you are. Um, and most instructors will work with you and be very happy to sort of ease you into anything. Everybody wants you to feel comfortable. Um, that was one. And the other is that we have had, you know, I, I have known of some men who are inappropriate in jujitsu class. You know, there's obviously bad eggs everywhere. Um, again, they don't tend to stick around, but if you're, in a class at all and you don't feel comfortable with how someone's treating you just tell your instructor again if you're in a good school the instructor will respond in a respectful you know good way so don't it, it is a weird environment and people sometimes take advantage of that so just you know know yourself enough to be able to to tell that to your instructor and um don't don't let that stuff slip by because that's how things get bad so mm, no that's really both of those things i think are really good pieces of advice absolutely Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Sandy. Yeah, this was a pleasure. It was really great to talk to you. And I'm super excited to hear 
the the next episodes i feel like everybody myself included could use kind of just inspiration so this is i'm excited yeah and i hear you might be sending some women my way so that sounds great yes (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks again oh thank you jennifer In the interview, Sandy mentioned that while doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and rolling, she really found herself in a state of flow and only thought about the next move or counter move. According to PositivePsychology.com, flow is a positive mental state of being completely absorbed, focused, and involved in your activities. Basically, flow is when you're so absorbed in an activity that you lose all track of time. It's when you're in the zone, so to speak. I tend to experience flow when I'm writing, reading, gardening, or when I'm hosting an interview. I lose all track of time, and I also find myself feeling a lot more energized after finishing that kind of activity. Okay, maybe less energized after gardening. (laughs) But it definitely makes me feel just a lot better mentally, since, you know, weeding is sort of meditative, and I don't really need to think about anything as I'm ripping out those invasive plants. If you are trying to live a happier life with a little less stress, pursuing activities in which you experience flow is a really huge part of achieving that happiness. I'd love to hear about what activities help you find a state of flow. You can tweet them to me at GFO Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Sandy and that it inspired you to follow through on any interest you may have had in trying out martial arts. That's it for today. Now get out there and go find out. Thanks for listening to the show today. I hope you found the information beneficial and that it helps you tackle your own Go Find Out goals. You can find more episodes and the show transcripts at gofindoutpodcast.com. You can also let me know what you thought of the show by tweeting me at GFO Podcast or follow me on Instagram at gofindoutpodcast. That's it for today. Now go find out.